Hey everyone, before we get into the following pod episode, I do want to acknowledge a mistake, or um, I guess I misspoke um, in the previous, or in the following clip. Um, I said that Ralph Yarl was going to pick up his kids. I meant pick up his siblings. Um, he is 16, he was picking up his siblings, um, and I misspoke. I knew what I was thinking in my head, but it just came out differently when I was saying it out loud. Um, so I apologize for that and just know that that is what I meant. And I apologize again. I wasn't trying to spread any misinformation, just a simple mistake that I made while getting really heated up about um, what happened. So yeah, enjoy the episode. Hi everyone. So I hope you all are doing well and today we're going to get right into things because I have a lot to say about several things. Um, firstly, because of the nature of the world in which we live and this country, there are a few current events that I want to address. Um, and I know that I'm definitely not covering everything, but these are the ones that have been top of the news cycle, well, on most news platforms. Um, you can probably guess which ones have neglected to acknowledge some of these things. Um, but yeah, so I'm just going to be covering those. Um, first and foremostly, I would hope by this point that you all heard about Ralph Yarl, the 16-year-old kid, he's black. Um, he was shot in the head and in the arm while trying to pick up his kids. He went to the wrong house, um, rang the doorbell, and the man on the other side of the door, a white man, an old white man, ended up shooting him. His first instinct was to shoot a child in the head. This is racism at, at its finest. Um, this is also a gun violence issue once again. And thankfully, Ralph is still alive. Um, he, I believe as of today, he was released from the hospital. But of course, the trauma that he is experiencing will probably never leave him. Um, and I know that there's a GoFundMe for him, so I'm going to uh, put that in the description of this podcast episode if you are able to donate. Um, I also want to say, too, that maintaining decorum in situations like this is not necessary. I remember growing up, I would always be like, okay, let's, you know, keep things balanced, um maintain harmony, um, treat everyone with respect, etc, etc. But honestly, people who have these incredibly harmful, vile, cruel, racist views and take these really incredibly violent actions do not deserve respect. They don't deserve decorum on our parts and it is more than okay and in fact necessary to be angry and if you genuinely wish the worst for them 
like Lester in this case, the guy who shot um, Ralph, so be it because that's what he deserves. And it is absolutely disgusting that someone would do something like that and get away with it. I believe Lester is not currently imprisoned. Um, regardless whether he is or isn't, I do not wish him a good life at all. And I hope that he, I just, he's just a terrible person. And it's disgusting that someone like him and unfortunately, many people like him exist in this world. Um, beyond that, another 20-year-old girl was shot because she drove into the wrong driveway. Shot and killed um, because she drove into the wrong driveway in New York, Kaylin Gillis. Um, unfortunately, she is no longer with us. And I just don't understand, again, why someone's first instinct is to shoot someone when something like this happens. That would never even cross my mind or the minds of anyone I know. And I don't think that should cross anyone's mind. I cannot believe. I can believe, but I also cannot believe that that is someone's first instinct to shoot a young person. Honestly, to shoot anyone. Like, it's like you don't understand the consequence. Have you not seen what guns have done? Do you not know what could happen? Like, do you not, are you not aware of the consequences? These people are truly horrible and vile. And like I was saying in the case of Ralph, and I, I don't even know for what I hope at this point because nothing obviously is gonna bring Kaylin Gillis back. Um, Ralph Jarl will never be the same. He won't be able to experience life as a normal, enjoy life as a normal kid. Um, and that is honestly so horrible and disheartening and heartbreaking to hear. Um, beyond that too, I actually have seen a, quite a few news stories about this. I thought it was just one recently, but as I was Googling just now, it seems like this has happened more than once, which is very alarming. But um, there was a case of, uh, I believe, a black pregnant woman who was shot because she was seen shoplifting, um, shot by an employee. And this apparently has happened a few different times in different places. Once again, the audacity of someone to shoot, first of all, anyone, no one should be shot, but to shoot someone who's visibly pregnant is absolutely disgusting. And I think you genuinely have to be the worst type of person, the most horrible person to do something like that. Like how, again, how is that your first instinct? Also over someone taking food that they probably need. It's like, people don't have any empathy, I think, as well. Um, like, what would you do if you were in that situation? What would you do? It's just, there's so many levels to this. And I honestly, this could, as I say in every episode, this 
could re- this type these discussions require entire podcast episodes within in themselves so i'm going to reserve the unpacking of this for another episode but just know that all of these thoughts are running through my mind and i know that they're running through probably most of your minds as well um things just don't add up people are truly horrible and you also don't need to make like i was saying about them deserving respect which they don't you also don't need to make excuses for these people there is no ra- there's no way that you can rationalize someone's actions when they are this violent like this does not deserve any type of rationalization and it they do not deserve excuses whatever they say does not fly um i know that i've seen in the case of ralph yarl i've seen i've heard that some people have been commenting like why was he walking around randomly or like why was he doing this or why was he doing that first of all even if he were he shouldn't be shot once again you do not automatically shoot up someone because they are walking in a certain place it's also very normal for someone to ring a doorbell that's why they exist um and again yes he was in the wrong place but since when does that lead to shooting someone to literally shooting someone in the head probably well i'm guessing in the sense or i believe in the sense with the intention of killing them or hurting them in some extreme way um it's just disgusting it's just disgusting and honestly all of what i'm saying right now is kind of a stream of consciousness but I just want to remind everyone again, you do not have to maintain decorum for people who first of all aren't doing it themselves and who are this horrible and you do not have to make excuses for these people or rationalize their actions. And you honestly shouldn't because that says a lot about you as well. There is no valid reason for any of this to be happening and I hope that you all recognize that. Um, I do want to say too that obviously again these are events that have been taking place domestically and I know that there's a lot happening internationally. Um, I want to do an entire episode and honestly multiple episodes because we can't cover the entire world in one episode obviously um, on things that are happening internationally possibly with Um, like possibly speaking alongside those who are experts in certain situations. Um, I just really want to do it justice and I just want you all to know that I am well aware of everything that is happening in the world and I I strongly encourage you all to do your best to research world events and be as well-versed as you possibly can, um, take in a lot of different sources because every news source is going to be biased in some way. Um, But just know I'm thinking about all of you, everything that's happening all over the world, and 
I will do my best to um, share resources whenever possible on my Instagram, on the podcast Instagram, as well as my personal Instagram. I always do on my personal, but I'll start doing it more on my podcast Instagram as well. Um, And then as well as in the description of each podcast episode, um, wherever you listen to the pod. Um, So that's just a quick synopsis of things that have been going through my mind regarding current events and just know that my heart is with Ralph and Kaylin and their families and their communities and all these different people who have been the victims of racism and gun violence um, recently and since forever honestly, Um, and I encourage you all to do what you can to support those in your community and support um, these communities who are suffering currently. Thank you all for listening, and we'll hop right into the episode. Hey everyone, hope you all are doing well. Um, Today we're going to be talking about influencer culture and I guess a little bit of celebrity culture as well. Um, This is something that I guess I think about often because I feel like I consume a lot of content um, ever since I can remember. I've been an avid YouTube watcher and I am pretty well versed in the different types of YouTubers there are and different influencers and I guess I feel like that's a huge platform of where like the concept of influencing really started outside of celebrities like we're talking Hollywood actors musicians doing um like quote-unquote sponsorships like when they're in ads on TV I guess I feel like YouTube is kind of the place where everything arose and then now it's kind of branched into like sponsored Instagram and Twitter content, podcasts, etc. Um, really, I think any public platform can now be used for that space. Um, so that's kind of like the the background or quote unquote expertise um, from which I'm approaching this and I will say, To that end, I'm definitely not an expert in all this. I'm not an influencer myself. Um, But this is just, I guess, what I've perceived from being someone who does absorb this content and does watch YouTube and listen to the occasional podcast and follow people on Instagram and things like that. That being said, to kind of talk about what influencing is in general, at least to me, it's basically someone who is, whose job it is to convince you to buy products or try products, or they try products for you and let you know what they think. Um, And oftentimes this type of content, whether they, on whatever platform they use, um, is sponsored. So so-and-so business company will pay them to talk about their product. Um, I think, okay, so for example, a large 
a large, I guess, like YouTube sponsorship that people do, especially like the lifestyle girlies and the ones who do all the hauls and the day in my life and stuff like that, um, is like Casetify, for example, which is a phone case company and they sell other things as well. And I even have a Casetify case on my phone right now. So clearly I've been influenced in that sense. Um, but what they'll do is like have influencers dedicate a portion of their video to talking about case to five showing all their different cases usually they have some sort of discount code that we as viewers can use when um perusing the site and occasionally they'll get some kickbacks from different companies and stuff like that or when people press on the links um i know that they have to send the analytics in of how many people click links from their videos or from their Instagram posts to, uh, you know, at least view the product, let alone purchase it. Um, and then these people are often people who have large platforms. So I feel like once your platform is large enough, once you have like a large enough following, um, companies, I think, start reaching out to you and because they see that you have a large following and you'll reach a good amount of people and you'll go from there. Um, I know that sometimes influencers, it works the other way where they reach out to companies and ask to work with them. Um, I'm not, again, I've never done anything like this, so that's the extent of what I know and I don't know all the intricacies. And I will say, I guess one thought that I have on that is I don't know why, I feel like it's really gate kept, like how this all works. Um, like, you really never see influencers, you never really see, like, the behind the scenes of what the process is actually like. Like, what is your, they all have, like, managers or management companies, and it's like, what do your managers do? How do you edit a video? If you have an editor, like, what exactly is the process of all of this? Um, I know that oftentimes they have to send, like, video clips or the posts that they're going to use for the sponsored content to the um from to whomever from the company so that they can approve it um and oftentimes they have edits and stuff like that and I don't know I just feel like influencers could be more transparent about that stuff because I find it really confusing and I understand that they want to show them you know like the flexibility that they have in their days that like they wake up they do their morning routine they have their coffee they go to their workout class um they go shopping they show the hauls all of that which is great to see and i enjoy watching that stuff um but to that end i also am like where is the work happening when is the work happening and how exactly does it happen um and i will say that i was referring to a, a specific set of influencers in that sense. I feel like that's the bulk of like people who get you to buy products, but obviously there are other influencers who focus, who have more like comedy content or, or like if they have certain podcasts or if they, you know, are risk takers and they try different things, etc. And then they get partnerships with companies through the things that they do specifically, um, I guess I'll say. So, you don't have to be like in one specific niche to do this. Um, from what I've observed and seen and from what a lot of 
influencers have said in their videos when talking about how a lot of this works. Um, but yeah, I just find it really intriguing and really interesting. And it's, I feel like it's taken over the world even more so now with the rise of TikTok, for example. Um, and just the fact that you can monetize things on Instagram now and different social media. Like, I feel like it was so basic before, but Instagram, for example, has kind of turned into a huge, uh, I guess a huge market of, for like consumerism. Um, like you can literally buy things off of the app and you can have people subscribe, like pay to subscribe to posts or content that they can only see, stuff like that. Um, it's become so commercialized, I feel like. And I don't know how I feel about it, I guess, do whatever you gotta do, but I feel like then our minds get flooded with so much stuff that is virtually meaningless, and then it's hard to sort out like what is actually important versus what isn't. Um, I do want to say too that I'm going to get into like kind of the the aspect of privilege within influencing. And before that, I want to say that I do recognize that it does take work to do this. I'm not saying that they work more or less than other people. I think a lot of people in the world have way harder jobs than influencers have, um, but their roles aren't as public facing, um, or even if not way harder, way more like unpleasant, way less flexible. Influencers tend to have a more flexible lifestyle. Um, and I think that a lot of them would say that as well. Um, but I do want to acknowledge, like, I know that it takes a certain skill set. It takes, it does take work and energy, but it's just in a very different way than like what we all know conventionally. And it was really interesting because when I was in London, I made a new friend and met up with her. Um, and she actually is an influencer, like she does sponsorships and things like that. Um, her Instagram handle is at Lady Diana May, I believe, and I know that she is really active on TikTok as well. Um, and one of the first things that she told me when we sat down for our little brunch was that um, she has since filming and starting YouTube and editing videos, she has way more respect for influencers because it actually is more time consuming and harder than it seems to the general public, us as consumers. Um, and I can totally see that. Like, I know that editing takes a lot of time and I know that you also have to know how to edit, how to keep people captivated. Um, it's like, how do you market yourself, basically? Um, or create a certain brand around yourself. And it is very public-facing, so you do have a lot of pressures there as well. It's just, I think what blows people's minds, including mine, is that the fact that you can make 
very, very lucrative career out of this when, you know, we all consume different things. We all buy different products. Like technically, it's not that we all don't have the potential to do this, right? Um, and this is kind of where I'm going to segue a little bit into the aspect of privilege within influencing. Um, like I was saying, we all could do this if we really wanted to do it, right? Like, and I think that goes for every career. But the thing is, you have to have the resources to get there. So when you look at influencers and see how they're living now, right? They're in their luxury apartments. They're buying their luxury brand bags, you know, the the Chanel, the YSL, whatever. They're going on these huge, huge brand trips, um, traveling all the time, eating out every day, whatever it is, getting, they're able to get their hair done and their nails done um, whenever they'd like. Um, and they get sent a lot of products from brands as well, like PR um, products. And so, yeah, so obviously as they are now, they have a certain amount of privilege and a certain lifestyle that is very appealing, very comfortable. Um, they're raking in that money, right? Um, but the thing is, to get to where they are now, you also have to have a level of privilege in your life. Like, you have to have a camera when you were a teenager and the encouragement around you to start filming videos. Um, and not everyone has this, right? Not everyone has the ability to do that. Not everyone has the computer to upload the videos and to edit the videos. And I think that that is what is missing from the conversation. Like people only focus on the now instead of focusing on the root cause of why these things come to fruition or why certain people become famous. Because honestly, there are so, so many people in the influencer space. And if I'm being honest, I'm, I don't know if all of them necessarily deserve to be there. I don't know or they don't necessarily stand out in a certain way. They're like everyone else. They're the copy and paste version of someone else. Um, and I think that kind of goes along with how back in the day when I started watching YouTube, very rarely did I see a person of color, a girl or a woman of color in this space. Um, one thing about blowing up in the influencer world I feel like is being palatable and back then being white equated to being palatable um that was what I was used to seeing me as a brown girl as a woman of color I thought it was very normal to only see white influencers white girls influencing right as though other people couldn't be in that space. Um, other people who look different, who look similar to how I looked, or just in general, you know. And now it's becoming a lot more diversified, which I really appreciate um, and really enjoy. And I'm starting to be really intentional. Or I guess for the past few years, I've been really intentional about who I follow and who I support because every view, every click, does support these people 
Um, and I think that's something that we all have to recognize as well. Like the more views they have, the more clicks they get, that is more money in their pockets. Um, and even if you truly hate someone, if you like watch all their videos and comment hate, which you shouldn't, but if you do, you're really only helping them, right? You're really only like increasing their visibility. Um, so I think, I don't know, I feel like a lot of, I urge a lot of my white friends who also consume similar content, um, who also follow influencers to think critically about why you follow someone, what they're actually offering, and whether there are other people whom you can support who do a better job or bring a unique experience to the table. Um, I, of course, do think that there's enough space for everyone. Like, even if all 8 billion or however many of us there are on the planet, people became influencers, so be it. Like, awesome. But I do think that it's important to diversify what you're consuming and whom you're consuming. Um, and just recognize that some people are able to be where they are now. Most people are able to be where they are now in any career, but especially, not even especially, but even in the influencer space, they are where they are now because they had the resources when they were younger to be where they are now. Um, a lot of, I remember there was like, a trend going around about influencers making like the assumptions about me videos addressing assumptions about me and um a lot of these assumptions would center around like what sort of wealth they had growing up what class they were in and all of them were like and all of them you know kind of become defensive and are like oh like I was middle class just like everyone else and everything was pretty like normal in my life blah 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 which you know could be true but middle class first of all is very general and very vast and at the end of the day you still had you you were still able to pick up the camera and film you were still able to do xyz right and your identity helped you in that process as well especially if you are a thin white girl your identity for sure helped you in that process. Um, and that's, I'm not even saying that in a negative way. It just is what it is. And I think it's fair for people to, and necessary, it's fair and necessary for people to acknowledge that. Um, and we can move forward from there. That doesn't mean less people are going to consume your content. It's just you being honest. And honestly, I have way more respect for influencers who are honest about their backgrounds and their upbringings and, the resources that they have at their disposal than those who kind of glide over it and act like everyone and everything has always been against them. Um, to that end, I think that a lot of pressure is placed on influencers and even celebrities, I guess, to address social issues because they have such large platforms. And Honestly, I agree with this. Like, I do pay attention to what influencers are saying when they choose to speak about things and why they choose to speak about things and what things 
they choose to speak about just because they do have large platforms and they definitely do have the resources to help. Like if you're, if you have hundreds of thousands of people following you, if you have millions of people subscribed to you, then you, you kind of in a way do have a responsibility to, because you are influencing those people, those people will listen to you. Um, at least I feel like I would have the responsibility. I mean, I've even said it on here, like, even with starting this podcast, regardless of how many people listen, I'm still going to speak about important things because this might be the only place where people are hearing it, right? And a lot of people only focus on, like, what influencers are saying. That being said, I do think it's important to recognize that they are not experts by any means in any of this, and whatever they guide you to do and however they address things doesn't necessarily be what you actually have to do. But I think, so it's like take it with a grain of salt, but also hold the people you follow accountable. Um, I also do think though that there is a bit of a double standard placed on, again, now that the influencer space is going more diverse, um, there is a double standard kind of around like, what influencers of color choose to speak on versus white influencers or even celebrities and again it is not the responsibility of a person of color to educate you on something that you are very well capable of educating yourself on um especially when it's something that impacts their direct community um so I think to a certain extent it's just interesting to see, like, I know that part of it is because people are like, oh, like, white influencers, like, what are they going to say? Like, we don't have much faith in them anyway. Um, why should we expect them to speak on X, Y, Z? Um, but at the same time, why are you only getting angry at influencers, influencers of color who already face things because they're people of color for not speaking on things the way that you want? and giving white influencers a free pass and again this goes beyond the influencer realm like I know today I'm specifically talking about influencers but I think in general there is a huge double standard for people of color versus white people for example or um honestly like any identity in like any marginalized identity um so just keep that in mind too like why why does it cross your mind to hold people to a different standard? Um, is it because of their identity? Is it because of the situation? What exactly is prompting you to expect more from someone else um, and less from their counterpart? Um, I do also want to talk about, I guess, comparison. Um, again, these, these people are here to influence you and to that end they not only influence you in like what products you're supposed to buy but in how you're supposed to look what's trendy what physical attributes are trendy which is absolutely bonkers to me because we can't we shouldn't have to alter how we look physically to keep up with a trend um, and I know a lot of people have been talking about this regarding 
like plastic surgery and BBLs and things like that. And it's honestly really terrifying to see how willing people are to get permanent work done to their bodies. And again, this is not me saying that you can't do whatever you want with your body because I fully, fully, fully support that to each their own. Literally do whatever you want. Go have fun. Um, but I do think it's important to recognize like how many people are impressionable when a celebrity does something like this or when an influencer does something like this and what message that sends. Um, it's a bit of a nuanced topic. I just personally, I think I'm just going to stick to the messaging of like, yes, I think that you can do whatever you want with your body. Um, but I do feel a little bit terrified as to why people feel so compelled to alter parts of themselves permanently for a trend. Um, again, it's different if you've always been happy, been unhappy with something about yourself or not even unhappy, but you just want to enhance a certain part of yourself. Okay, cool, whatever. Again, do whatever you want with your body. But, but then it's like, if it's only to fit in with a trend, if it's only because of this is like what people deem as beautiful or handsome or whatever else, um, or palatable, like I was saying earlier, is that really reason enough to do something that risky and life-changing I guess it's just really hard because I know that you know again like I said I've been watching YouTube for so long and influencers for so long like ever since I was an impressionable child and I know that there are people out there there are kids out there who are in that exact same position and it's like what are they taking from these things um but again it's people should be able to post whatever they want online um I don't know. As you can see, it's a bit of a nuance. I'd love to hear what you all think. So feel free to let me send me your thoughts, drop a comment, um, because it's hard to kind of toy that line, I guess, of like letting people have, well, not even letting people, like people should have bodily autonomy. And again, let me make it clear that I'm very, 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 very much in support of that. But then also influencer culture, trends, and wanting to look a certain way to be more palatable rather than to make yourself feel better intrinsically, I guess you could say. Um, and I do want to remind everyone, because I've had this conversation a lot with friends, um, especially uh, female friends who struggle with body image, and I do myself, which is a whole separate podcast episode, honestly. Um, but just the idea of like, oh, like, look at this person posting this picture and look how, look at how they look, look how their hair looks, look how flat their stomach is, um, look at their face, etc. But you have to remember that, again, celebrities and influencers have the resources to look the way they do I guarantee and a lot of them are open about this and I think that's really cool I think it's really cool when people are transparent about the work they've had done um or whatever they do really but like they can afford 
to get work done. They can afford to pay for the nutritionist and the personal trainer. They can afford to buy expensive clothes and have a stylist who knows exactly how to make them look good in these pictures. And I don't know, like, I feel like, again, if we all had those resources, we would all look like that, right? But we don't. And it's very important to remember that before comparing yourselves and letting that eat away at you um, because it'll just cause a huge spiral and I've been down that spiral. I still spiral from time to time and it happens, you know, but then I do have to remind myself like, okay, but they look this way because they have XYZ, right? And I don't have that. And if I did have that, maybe I would look that way too. Who knows, right? Um, but the average person doesn't have the money to be even getting like the Botox injections every however many weeks. Um, to be getting, I don't know, just, you know, to be getting your hair and your makeup professionally done and to be having clothes designed specifically for you and for what is flattering on your body. Um... That's just not how the world works for most people. And I think that we all deserve a little bit more grace uh, in that regard. Um, again, they have more public facing careers than most. So they do have certain images to maintain and that is a lot of pressure in itself. Like I can't imagine um, the comparison that I guess celebrities and influencers face like between like within their own communities just because it is really challenging like if we're feeling this way it's probably like hyper pressure for them um but I don't know I think also there's also a huge movement about like body neutrality and just appreciating things for what they are and cultivating doing things in your life that would make you feel better like I think that we can all cultivate a life that is quote-unquote palatable and aesthetic to a certain extent um but it doesn't have to look exactly like theirs like an influencers uh for that to happen or yeah exactly so um I think also with all of this and with how much we're consuming and comparing um there's this really interesting idea of or concept of core core like c-o-r-e c-o-r-e um where basically like if you're you're watching a video which is talking about another video which is talking about another video and they're all addressing like certain trends and reflecting on each other and it's just like it kind of overwhelms you and how much you're consuming. Like you're hearing all these loud voices around you and they're infiltrating your mind and what your actual opinions are and how you actually feel. Um, so again, I urge everyone to be cognizant of this moving forward um, because there are times when I'm like scrolling through social media and I don't even have TikTok but even going through Instagram or Twitter I'm scrolling through and I'm like this is so much these are there are so many differing opinions P 
people have so much to say people assume so many things based on a sentence that someone tweets um, or a post that someone makes and and it's just it's overwhelming it's like information sensory overload but it's not even information that is helpful it's just it's honestly more toxic than anything um it's just like it's stuff about like oh you should be operating this way you should be wearing this you should be doing that you shouldn't be doing this um you should be supporting this did you hear what happened to this person or this person or this person this is the trend now nope two days later the trend changes to this and it's the complete opposite of what it was two days prior um it's a lot and so definitely take a step back and I think also too when you're watching your favorite influencers or scrolling through social media and you see someone you really like and they're urging you they're talking about this product or this new piece of clothing that they got whatever it is or even a new activity that they're doing instead of going along with it like truly ask yourself do I actually like this? Like, is this actually appealing to me as a person? Like, is this, do I actually like this shirt or do I just like it because they're wearing it and they're promoting it? Um, do I actually like this trend or is it just because it's a trend, right? Like, you don't have to like everything that's out there and you don't have to have the opinion of every person you follow. Um, I don't know. It's just, it's just a lot. It's, it's really a lot. I, again, I'd love to hear your thoughts on all of this, but I think I just wanted to talk about influencing because I feel like it's an important reminder in a world where literally most things you're looking at are monetized, which is another thing too. Like you don't even know if someone genuinely believes something or whether they're just promoting it or making a big deal out of it because they're being paid for it. And, you know, to each their own, if that's how you want to get your bag, okay, go ahead and get your bag. Um, I'm not going to sit here and say that, like, I wouldn't love to have a sponsorship, like, especially if it's from a brand I really love. Like, of course, I would go ahead and make the sponsored post, right? But does that mean I think everyone should like it and everyone should get it? No, like, get it if you want consume my content if you want and that goes for both influencers and people you know personally um just reflect and ask yourself be intentional about what you're consuming and what you internalize um because not everything is worth internalizing so that's where i'm going to leave things for now regarding influencing um i hope you all enjoyed this episode i know it's probably a little different and it might be even a little bit of like core core in itself because I'm here sitting on a podcast um where I'm hoping to reach a lot of people talking about influencing and how that reaches a lot of people and that may not necessarily be the healthiest thing so I understand the contradiction here but I hope you at least enjoy what I'm enjoyed what I'm saying and enjoyed kind of reflecting alongside me um, on all of this stuff and the way that consumption is nowadays in our world. Um, for my song of the week, I don't know if 
Y'all have heard of the artist Masego. It's M-A-S-E-G-O. I've been listening to him for years and years and years, I feel like. Um, I don't even know how or why he, but he popped up, but he just did like on my Spotify like years ago. And a song that I have on my spring playlist is What You Want to Try by Masego. And it's just a really fun kind of upbeat song. It's great to listen to in the car, walking around on a sunny day. Um, so as the flowers are blooming, I urge you to listen to this song. And I also think what I'll do is I'll make a podcast playlist like songs that I recommend on the podcast so that you're able to access it um, on Spotify. Unfortunately, I don't have Apple Music, so I don't think I can do it on there at the moment. Um, but hopefully in the future, I'll be able to make it happen on both. I'm still figuring all of this out, like I have said in previous pod episodes. And then something that brought me, filled me with joy and love this week is that it was my mom's birthday this past week. And I love birthdays. I think that they are I'm going to do a whole episode on birthdays, actually, but I think that they are a huge, huge marker of growth more than anything else because it's very personalized to you and your life. Um, so I And I love celebrating the existence of people, and I know that she had a lot of fun that day, and that makes me really happy. Um, so, yeah, that was just a really great thing to be a part of and see and to hear um, in that sense. Uh, but yeah, this is where I will call it for this episode. I hope you all enjoyed it. Once again, please feel free to leave a comment or a thought or let me know what you think about all this if you want me to talk about anything that I've mentioned moving forward. Um, and again, I'm here for you all always and I'm sending you all lots of love. Thank you.